All right, everybody, uh, continuing here at Deutsche Gold Mass. Uh, here's a, a, a first time we've had Lumina Gold on, CEO Mr. Marshall Koval. Uh, Lumina Gold does trade on the Venture Exchange with LUM and on the OTCQB with LMGDF. A very active week for Marshall and his team, but we're going to stick with Lumina Gold here as they continue to work on the Congrejos Gold Copper Project in Ecuador. Marshall, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot, Trevor. Glad to be here with you today. Yeah, uh, so let's talk about Congrejos here. You are moving into full feasibility work here. So um, before we talk about you know the big picture forward, let's talk about Congrejos and how you've continued to develop this project over the years. Yeah, we took on Congrejos in 2014. At the time, Ecuador had a fairly punitive fiscal and uh, regulatory regime. Fast forward to today, it's a much better position. You've had two substantial mines built, London Gold, Fruta del Norte, and uh, Tongling Mining and China Min Metals uh, Mirador Mine in production. Both of those were around a billion dollar builds, Fruta a little bit less, Mirador a little bit more. So what we've seen is um, the government looking more at the mining industry as an important sector. Mining just passed bananas as the number three export. When you think about Ecuador, it's kind of, you think of uh, bananas as a big part of it. Whether you call it a banana republic or not, it's a different thing. <laughs> but we found Ecuador to be a really good place to work. So between 2017, when we f put out our first resource estimate uh, from the drilling work we'd done, this was a Newmont project with zero resource estimate when we took it on. Our first resource estimate was uh, 4 million ounces of gold. Fast forward to today, over 100,000 meters of drilling. It's sort of 11.6 million ounces of gold and 1.6 mil million pounds of copper in our probable reserve. And right now we're in the field, infill drilling that for the feasibility study. We'll finish it here this month. So basically now you're sitting with a project that's all categories of resources, about 20 million ounces of gold, 2.6 billion pounds of copper. We completed in 2023 a, a pre-feasibility study. It gave us at $1,650 gold, a $2.2 billion NPV at a 5% discount rate. And we've completed a streaming deal with Wheaton Precious Metals that gives us $50 million for feasibility and early works type projects related to it and then 250 million for the project once mm -hmm. it's constructed. The initial capital cost for 30,000 tons per day in that study was uh, 925 million plus VAT at 12%, so it rounds up a little bit over a billion. So you've roughly got a quarter of the financing uh, in place for the project to be constructed. And Wheaton gets 6.6% uh, of the gold production as a stream for the project. And then once they get 700,000 uh, ounces delivered, then it drops to 4.4. And they pay uh, roughly 20% of spot to the company um, for those ounces. So that was a really good deal. It took us out of a very low and poor equity market where we would have had to do a lot of dilutive financing to, yeah. to carry the feasibility forward. We don't have to finance now at this stage. Uh, we'll get down the path a little bit further, maybe with some 
land acquisition, we may have to come back to the market for a bit, but it won't, it won't be for quite a long time. So we're just in the field now, finishing up the drilling for the resource update, metallurgical for the feasibility study, and then pit slope design, all the geotech for that. Met samples have gone to the lab. Uh, early next year, we'll have a, a, a resource, internal resource. We can't put the resource out, it would negate the PFS we have. Sure. And then we're in the process of hiring the, the primary uh, engineering firms for the feasibility study. In parallel with that, we're hiring the, uh, the firms to do the ESIA for the environmental permit. And then we're negotiating an uh, investment protection agreement with the government. So to put this thing into production or to a production decision, you basically have to have the investment production uh, agreement in place, the feasibility study, and the environmental impact statement approved so you get the environmental license. So we're headed that way. We hope to have those three things done in early to mid-2025. Okay. Uh, give me a sense of local support. I mean, uh, South America right now is... Uh, you know, we see a lot of news out of Panama. Mm -hmm. uh, Ecuador has always, you know, there's been good times and bad times in, in mining yeah. and, and development in that country. So give us a sense where we're at now, what your local support looks like. Yeah, let me start at kind of the, the macro level. We're in El Oro province. It means the gold province. It's historically had mining and mm -hmm. it continues to this day. So mining is known. The scale of our project is bigger than and the mines that are in place now. So we'll have to do a lot of outreach and communication prior to the environmental consultation we have to do. But the local communities, the closest one to us is about eight kilometers away. It's kind of interesting, during this uh, drilling program that we're doing right now, it's 18,000 meters in total. We use man-portable drill rigs for all of it. Mm. We didn't have enough community members to help us move the rigs, drill the pads in the closest communities. So now we've hired, we've had 150 people on site helping us with the drilling program. We're out in the indirect area influence of the project, hiring people. Socially, there's no indigenous uh, communities in the, in the area, so that's that's been good. Um, we generally have broad support. Any project, you're going to get a few detractors, but we haven't had issues with the community. We have good ongoing programs, so yeah. it's been good. Okay, uh, talk about you're, you're in the feasibility mode here. You you did put kind of a number on that capex here. Mm -hmm. uh, the industry throughout the board has been strife with capex overruns. Yep, we've had that conversation here on the podcast quite a bit, unfortunately, yep. the last year. I mean, how do you navigate having to kind of put a number into this feasibility study when a lot of people following very closely are automatically going to add forty to sixty percent yeah. onto that number, no matter what? You're talking about one of my pet peeves. So <laughs> I used to be president of Pincock Allen and Holt, and we were the independent engineers for the banks on project financing, and we did big projects, Batuhijo, Antamina, Los Palombres, Southern Brook Copper, on and on. So that's been an issue that's been around. But we get dinged with that quite a bit. And, you know, I'm on the board of Equinox Gold also, and we're building the Greenstone project right now. Yeah. We just put a press release out, 96% complete, on schedule, on budget, 1.25% billion dollar U.S. build. We haven't blown anything up yet. Two other projects, I'll just keep their names out of, out of it here, uh, in the area have had massive overruns and, and 
the analysts put us in the penalty box because of it. So when we did the pre-feasibility study, we did Q4 2022 cost, so we caught a lot of the inflation. Mm -hmm. So what you have to do is just continue to do rigorous, uh, ex, uh, rigorous engineering and, and get good costing, go out to a lot of vendors' quotes and all that, and it can be done. So Greenstone, as I mentioned, is an exception to what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about where does Ecuador stand right now, as far as you know, mining jurisdiction? So it's still an emerging jurisdiction, yeah. and as we talked about earlier, you've got a lot of good things happening with uh, revenues into the government with Mirador and and Fruta del Norte. You know, Ecuador does have a geopolitical risk, right? And you can see that reflected in um, a lot of the stocks within the country. Even with Lundin, they had a, a, when the Constitutional Court came out and uh, said they would take on the challenge to the environmental consultation regulations that President Lasso put into place. The uh, Lundin, who's producing close to 500,000 ounces Lundin gold, close to 500,000 ounces a year, their share price took a little bit of hit. So, yeah. so there is an overhang geopolitically on Ecuador and stock in the country. But yeah. we found Ecuador to be very good to operate, a lot of decent infrastructure. We're only 40 kilometers from a port where Mirador's shipping their concentrates 350 kilometers across the country. We'll be shipping a concentrate, a copper gold concentrate from that same port. So there's a lot of good things in Ecuador and eventually we should see that uh, risk discount in Ecuador go away as mining gets more developed in the sure. country. Tell me about the permitting process in regards to how long a permit takes to get, you know, for projects the size and scope of Congreos. Yeah, probably if you, you know, we've already done a lot of the baseline data. We have our yeah. uh, exploration investment protection agreement in. So the government kind of knows what we're up to and, and kind of scale of the project. So basically what we're looking for is in the uh, first half, probably let's just say at the end of the second quarter of 2025. Okay. Hopefully we'll be at, at the stage where we get our environmental permit approved. Okay, okay, very good. Uh, what else do we need to know here? I mean, if we, if we can, can we, can we get a quick comment on the Luminex? Sure. Deal. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, this was just announced Tuesday after market, and it's a merger between Equin or Equinox, sorry. <laughs> you work between, with too many companies. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> between Luminex and Adventus, yep. and it's a, a merger basically of equals uh, based, based on the deal. The Adventus shareholders get 60% of uh, the company, and, and Lumina, Luminex gets uh, 40 Ross Beatty will become the biggest single shareholder, a little bit over 10% in the deal. And basically that merger was, we had two companies in our Condor project. We have a PEA, about 6 million ounces. We made some major new discoveries at Cuyas West. We want to rescope a PEA that was done. So you've got Adventus with Eldomo that's near construction. All they need is their environmental license. And then behind that, you've got a pipeline project in Condors. So it made a lot of sense. You got scale. Um, you know, smaller junior companies, particularly in this market, aren't getting any love. Mm -hmm. The market responded really well to it. Both stocks went up this week, uh, both Adventist share price and 
Luminex, which is pretty rare. Normally, the larger of the, the merger partners would be at Venice. They would go down, and uh, we went up 35% at Luminex. But we're at low values. The market's kind of crap right now. Yeah, it didn't, so, didn't take much. No, it doesn't take much. So, so that's kind of the... So beyond both Eldomo and Condor, we have a really large land package, 135,000 hectares. A lot of the, that is within Luminex. So a lot of those projects are green fields, copper exploration projects where we've done a lot of work. We'll look with the combined company maybe to do some JVs in a non-dilutive way to advance those projects. So that's kind of the highlights of the deal. We're all, both companies are excited about it. Looks like it's well received by the market. Does it affect the Adventus's relationship with Salazar Resources? So, so when we did the due diligence on the project at Eldomo, Salazar was with us in the field on it. Um, you know, my view, maybe eventually Salazar could come into the deal. It's really tough to do a three-way deal to start yeah. with. We did that to start Equinox Gold. Um, so, I, you know, Salazar's a good supporter. They're they're part of the project. They have a carried interest until production. So, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. Great. Okay, Marshall, thanks so much. It was a pleasure to meet you. Likewise, Tom. All right, thanks. best of luck then today and uh, tomorrow. That's a wrap here with uh, Lumina Gold and a little bit of an update from Luminex as well after that big news of uh, mergers of equals with the Ventus. So more to come here from Frankfurt. Stay tuned, everybody. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.